of the Channel Futures podcast, Coffee with Craig and James. I am the editorial director of Channel Futures, Craig Galbraith. Joining me, as always, our senior news editor, Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. James Anderson. James, how the heck are you? Alright! What's up, Craig? I've been working on your impersonation for a while now. No, that was really good. That was really good. It was cheesy, but it was like a cheesy impersonation of something that's really cheesy. So I, I like it. Well, I uh, I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, you know, it's always good to uh, get a compliment. Uh, does that does that sound like you, Craig? <laughs> no, that one doesn't sound like me. You should have quit while you were ahead. <laughs> All right, buddy. So uh, the intro music there, uh, heavy as the head. Uh, it's unusual for me to lead up with a country band there, but of course it is Zach Brown Band with uh, Chris Cornell. Uh, it's episode 115 of the podcast. Obviously, this song is from the year 2015. And the reason I chose it is because, I mean, heavy as the head that wears the crown, that's you. I mean, you have so much responsibility coming up at uh, the MSP Summit. It's going to be uh, it's going to be wild. It is going to be wild. It's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, uh, we're sad that you're not going to be there, Craig, but I'm getting kind of put into this fascinating opportunity where I get to be Craig for a week. And I know that I will never be the voice of telecom. Uh, no, no one could ever aspire to that, Craig, but I am going to have to try. You're going to be doing video. You're going to be on stage doing your little jog out there. You're going to be reporting on content. You're going to be attending all the networking events. It's like you're going to be two or three people in one. It's going to be pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, fortunately, the thing I, I won't be doing is is sort of setting up that Craig station where you're, you know, I always have this image of you or you're you're at the one of the tables in the, uh, the, the keynote room and you're kind of set up and you're typing away and you're editing stories. You got 50 <laughs> tabs open. You got your your teams. <laughs> That's open. You're coordinating. You're running point. You're kind of. You're really QB one. You know what I mean. And uh, I, fortunately, I'm I'm not doing that that side of things. You're you're still our editor in chief, so to speak. Yeah, I'm still going to be at home base, uh, sort of playing the role of the puppet master, and and you'll be the marionette. But uh, you're gonna you're gonna get her done. So I'm looking forward to. It. Yes, at at your bidding, oh shadow lord. <laughs> All right, let's talk about what we've been doing a little bit to prepare for the big MSP Summit and Channel Partners Leadership Summit, which uh, kick off tomorrow as we record this on September 12th. Uh, So you'll be hitting the road uh, there tomorrow, my friend, getting into Orlando. You're looking forward to that. 
Yeah, it's going to be fun. I'm pretty excited for that Havana Nights party. Um, just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about uh, talk about that in a little bit. Don't don't spoil what we've uh, we've still got to talk about on the agenda here. Oh, Craig, I'm just so excited, though. <laughs> I know you couldn't you couldn't help yourself. But uh, we've got a lot of content on the website. Uh, Channel Futures first, I think we should reference. We've done a ton of videos uh, ahead of the event with some of the key sponsors and exhibitors of the MSP Summit and Channel Partners Leadership Summit. Uh, you and the team have been pre previewing a lot of the sessions, uh, James, the conference sessions, some of the keynotes. And of course, we'll be covering those keynotes in mass uh, coming up at the show. And uh, we've also gotten up a couple of galleries last week, one of them on the new exhibitors uh, at the event, which a lot of people want to check out those first time Channel Partners event exhibitors that they haven't seen before. And what else do we have? Oh, the parties and the giveaways. Of course, everyone's interested in the networking events and the giveaways at the various booths. Uh, so that's up on the website as well. And as always, James, I will put links to those uh, on the landing page of this podcast. So big stuff, big stuff happening. Oh, uh, it's uh, it's going to be a good, good time. Lots of uh, leadership skills content throughout the day. That's on Tuesday. And that's yeah. all going to culminate in what I mentioned already was the Havana Nights welcome party. That's going to be at the main pool in the Caribe. Did oh, I say yeah, Caribe. Yeah, yeah. Caribe Royale. You got that. But before we go on any further, James, I, we've got to bring back a musical tradition that dates back to the coffee with uh, Craig and Kevin days. And that's to play a little ACDC to get people pumped up. Oh, yeah. Uh, so some more highlights, James. Uh, that will be quite an opening day. Uh, then we'll be right back at it on Wednesday morning with more leadership content flowing right into the keynotes and conference sessions pertaining to our MSP Summit. And as an aside, I'm glad we didn't turn how many times we say summit into some sort of drinking game. I don't think we'd make it through this podcast. Oh, no, no, we will not. <laughs> Other highlights of the event include, of course, the MSB 501 Gala, the Expo Hall, and various networking happy hours during hall hours, the Alliance of Channel Women's ACW Connect Live event, and we'll provide a link to the full agenda on the landing page of this podcast so you can just check out everything for yourself about this event. It is worth noting as well, James, that it's not too late to register. Get that last-minute plane ticket. For those partners in our audience in Florida, and there are a lot of you, just drive on over to the Curry Bay in Orlando and register right there on the spot. Something spontaneous and exciting about that idea, James. Spontaneous. Yeah, I love that. I, it, you're right. There have been some, there are definitely some local folks, uh, a couple of local local partners I know as well, that, that are going to be driving in. And I think that's awesome. And, you know, if you're, if you're a partner that's local, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn and, you know, we, we just have something up. Florida does have a lot of big cities, a lot of population, a lot of partners. Get on over there. All right, James. So we could spend a lot more time talking about this event. But as you mentioned, we'll post that agenda page on the landing page of this podcast so everybody can go in and check out everything that they want to see and hear uh, related to the MSP Summit and Channel Partners Leadership Summit. Uh, but continuing our events theme here, it's time for Where in the World is Edward Gately? All right, James. So it's one of your favorite segments right here that we bring back our own Edward Gately back on the road, 
bringing us a vast treasure trove of information from his travels. Oh, we love a good a good W-W-E-G. That's one of my favorites. <laughs> uh, so I said continuing the events theme. Uh, this does go back about uh, three or four weeks uh, when he dropped in on the Black Hat event uh, for us, uh, all about security, and uh, he talked to Dark Trace when he was there. Now, there was word on the street that Toma Bravo was looking to acquire Dark Trace. You know, Toma Bravo, of course, uh, has a lot of tech companies within its portfolio. But uh, then last week it broke that they were no longer pursuing Dark Trace. So a lot of things going on with that company. Uh, and Ed, it should be noted, did this interview before all of that uh, kerfuffle kind of broke last month. Yeah, that's a good clarification, Craig. Uh, Dark Trace has definitely got a lot of, of press this year, but not just sort of in that private equity arena, but also in the just in the channel space, you know, inking an agreement with a, with a TSD and um, really gaining a lot of a lot more attention from the partner audience. It's been interesting to see. Yeah, absolutely. And they're going to gain a lot more attention uh, when we toss it over here to Ed. Hi, this is Edward Gately, Senior News Editor at Channel Futures, and I'm here with Justin Fear, Dark Trace's Vice President of Tactical Risk and Response. How are you, Justin? Good, thank you. That's great. My first question is, Dark Trace recently launched its Prevent Technology and AI Loop Cybersecurity Solution. Tell me, how does that work? And also, does it create new opportunities for Dark Trace partners? Uh, yes and yes. So uh, to answer your first question, um, it is a little bit of a departure from what our industry has been doing for probably the better part of a decade. And that being we've been reactionary with everything we do. This is very much the opposite. Uh, as the name implies, it's preventative. So we are trying to highlight and show organizations where risk lies within their environment, not just technology risk, but people risk and process risk. Um, and then prioritize that and give them the tools they need to put up countermeasures. The idea here is we need to be more proactive and less reactionary. So uh, if we can show you the most likely path someone is gonna take to break into your environment, um, we should be able to throw up countermeasures to stop that. So later on down the road, if someone does get into that path, there's already things in place to stop that from happening. Okay. And then also, Darktrace has a new research on the Russia-Ukraine global threat landscape and implications for what's coming next on the cyber war front. What's become apparent is cyber is now a weapon in most, uh, you know, nations' tool chests. Um, and we've seen with the, you know, this specificular use case, um, how it can be weaponized and used. Um, and in some cases, that even means moving over from the virtual space into the very real world kinetic space. Years ago, we saw the power go out in Ukraine, allegedly, uh, you know, from an actor out in that region. Um, and so I think uh, time will tell uh, as that progresses, but I do think many of us should expect, uh, you know, in wars to come in the future, not that anybody wants that, cyber is gonna play a very large part of that. What all different types of people could be impacted by that? Well, that's the thing about cyber. It's everybody. It's not just the soldiers on the, the front grounds. Um, you know, um, and I think that's why a cyber weapon is such a valuable tool because 
the victim is you and me and uh, the people at this hotel, and it really does affect everybody. And, you know, you could argue it's not as devastating as, you know, uh, a warhead, so to speak, but you could also argue that it is. There's socioeconomic uh, results of, uh, of it. There's a lot of additional uh, follow-on things that occur as the result of it, depending on who the target was. Mm-hmm. So private sector is really just as much a target as well as nation state. And then uh, Las Vegas is using Dark Trace's AI research to discover, simulate, and prioritize external and internal cyber risk. How'd that come about? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Well, I can't speak for City of Las Vegas, but yeah, yes, yeah. they are a customer of ours, have, have been long ago. Um, I actually did a talk with Mike Sherwood, who is the CISO for City of Las Vegas. So uh, if your uh, listeners have access to that, that is recorded with uh, the Black Hat organization. Um, and he shared a couple thoughts on uh, why Darktrace has helped him. What I can share with you is that, uh, you know, he looks at Darktrace as a force multiplier. He can do a lot more uh, with less, which is what everybody in our industry has been dealt with not having uh, you know, an overly abundant resource of people, human capital, to go up against this problem. Um, that doesn't mean Mike doesn't have an amazing team of folks uh, at his disposal, but he can get a lot accomplished utilizing uh, the Darktrace uh, suite. Um, and I'm happy to say City of Las Vegas has probably been one of our longest customers, um, and Mike even longer than that. So I've been working very closely with Mike for the better part of six years now. And now, what are the biggest issues facing Dark Trace's partners, and how is Dark Trace helping them with those? Um, well, there's a number of different areas, you know, from a partner perspective. A lot of MSSPs are partners of ours, you know, utilizing Dark Trace to uh, offer additional services back um, to uh, their clients. I mentioned earlier that, you know, I don't have to tell you, but there still very much is a human capital problem in our industry. Every year I talk to reporters and the number just keeps going up, uh, showing the deficit of what we have within our industry. I'm sure you saw the same report recently that showed that with the great resignation, they're expecting 30% of cyber practitioners to leave due to burnout. The attackers are getting better, smarter, and faster. We are not at a point where we can lose even 5% of the workforce. So utilizing technologies like artificial intelligence across many different parts of the cybersecurity landscape uh, is a no-brainer, and I don't think any of us have any choice, specifically partners in the MSSP space. And this kind of goes along with it. What's your take on the current threat landscape, and are we likely to see cybercrime get worse in the months ahead? Oh, yeah. So what's driving that? I think it's a number of reasons. You know, criminal organizations have seen how uh, they can monetize of this. It's business now. It's not, you know, just doing it for the lulls, so to speak, that the the hackers would say back in the day. Um, But these organizations operate much like a business does. And so they've got revenue streams and HR departments and help desks. And for them, it's just working a nine to five job. Don't get me wrong. I'm not discounting what they're doing is, is not bad. Uh, but I think like any business, they're going to try to make more money and uh, get better at what they're doing. So short answer, yeah, you're going to continue to see more. What will they look like is a different question. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen a little bit of a decrease in some of the ransomware activity in the last few weeks. And I think there's a couple things that could contribute to that. Uh, we've all seen the collapse of Bitcoin, which is their primary uh, mechanism for payment. Um, you could argue that that's partly a par- part of it, but... I think they've probably baked that into the equation. 
I like to think more on the optimistic side that us, the defenders, are getting better at our job. We're making it harder for them. So what I've read in research is that they're pivoting a little bit and they're looking for new avenues to attack, you know, looking at firmware instead of the operating system level. That is scary because you start getting a little bit deeper and actually breaking devices. Um, so unfortunately, they're not going away anytime soon. And it's sadly just kind of a part of doing business now as an organization. And then uh, I know in spring of last year, Dog Trace became a public company, made big headlines all over the place. What has that meant for the company and has par- have partners benefited from that? Um, yeah, I mean, I think where they've benefited uh, inadvertently and where what has changed mostly for us is um, the reinvestment into R&D. So we've uh, put a lot back into the R&D for our core product line, and then uh, almost doubled our headcount in R&D for new products that are coming out, like the prevent space that we just talked about. And then, of course, you know, we acquired a company, CyberSprint, about five months ago, mm-hmm. uh, which gave us the ability to open up a new research center out in The Hague. Um, so really, uh, the investment in R&D, which makes the product just that much better and, and easier to use and, and more functional, uh, just goes right back into the partner's pockets uh, you know, as an easier, more efficient uh, you know, platform to deploy to their customers. Finally, what can partners expect from Dark Trace in the coming months ahead into 2023? Yeah, so I mentioned earlier Prevent, you know, which is very risk-based and less about in-progress breaches. We just launched that literally in the last few days, and you'll start to see more press around that um, as it becomes more generally available uh, within our current customer base. Already have it deployed in a few customers um, right now, and we're just continuing to ramp that up. So you'll see a whole lot more. This is just step one. There's already quite a few projects uh, in the pipeline to build out that prevent capability. The next is this concept of heal. Um, which is kind of the holy grail in our industry, all right? We all know it's not a matter of if I'm going to get attacked, it's when I'm going to get attacked. And then the next question is, how serious is that attack going to be? But ultimately, what we'd all love is something that can do detection as early as possible, maybe throw up some autonomous responses as early as possible. Darktrace can do all of that. Um, And then heal. Can I actually revert your device back to a healthy place? Um, a healthy state. And uh, right now, there's already some technologies out there that are doing that. So we're looking at uh, being heavier on the integration side uh, at first pass. Um, and then we're going to continue to build upon across that. So ultimately, you are going to have a total loop of preventative, uh, proactive defenses, detect and respond uh, for those in-progress breaches, and then heal for that after action. Um, and we call this the continuous AI loop because each one of those dark trace families talks to each other. We truly believe moving forward, you know, if there's all these analogies of data being the new oil and the new currency, mm-hmm. then you should use it to its very extent. And so that means every output that comes from one of the Darktrace families is an input for something else. Mm-hmm. And we're reusing the data all over the place. Okay, it's a quick follow-up. Is, mm-hmm. is Heal kind of a new, newer concept? I had, you don't hear it much is. about Heal. It is you use all very these other different an, terms. It's still in R&D, and that. that's why I can only say the very bare minimum about what that's gonna look like right mm-hmm. now. Is that gonna be a product, or is that more of a? It's gonna be a separate product, yes. yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Heal like, okay, like heal from being sick. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, now in full context, if you look at some of the larger attacks, um, like the big supply chain attack that happened, you know, a couple of years ago on the logistics company that was out there, um, where the whole global network was taken out in two hours, 
we might not be able to heal that in just full honesty. But more localized, uh, smaller level uh, is where we're going to start. I think eventually we're going to get there. AI is making leaps and bounds. Uh, it seems like almost every week that passes, you know, uh, uh, in research that's being done. So uh, I, I'm hopeful that we will eventually get to that place. But I think it's important to set expectations as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, great. Well, I think that's it for my questions. And thanks a lot for talking to me. Thank you. All right, James. Uh, Dark Traces, you mentioned, very interesting company, uh, what they're doing in the channel, uh, getting a lot more headlines this year. Uh, it's also worth noting that uh, you can go to the website, and I'll do it again. I'll put another link on the landing page to all of Ed's black hat coverage. He was really all over the place in Vegas uh, that week, as he always is. So security-minded partners out there, uh, we'll give you that link so you can take a look and see uh, what he accomplished in Vegas uh, when he wasn't, you know, out late at night, reveling, that sort of thing, whatever Ed does. Oh, Ed. Oh, Ed. Disclaimer. Informa Tech is the parent company of both Channel Futures and Black Hat. Oh, that was good. I'm glad you threw that in there. But, you know, if you do it, you should do a disclaimer voice. you got to read that fast. You know how they do it at the end of every ad out there, legal thing, pharmaceutical company. Try try that again. I want, uh, I want to hear sound- it in a disclaimer voice. Sounds like someone doesn't want to go into the editing process to speed my voice up. Okay, here we go. Informatech is the parent company of both Channel Futures and Black Hat. Oh, boom. That was good. That was good. I I like that a lot. All right, we're going to keep this podcast a little tight this week, as uh, our loyal casties would probably like us to do a little more often. So, as we always tell you, you can access the archive of Coffee with Craig and James. Just go pretty much anywhere you get your podcasts. Of course, we would enjoy it if you checked us out on the news site, channelfutures.com. And James, the closing song, Shine Down, Thick as Thieves, 2015, episode 115. I mean, that describes us to a T, right? We are out there, Craig, stealing the hearts of the channel. Oh, that sounded sinister. I liked it, though. I liked it. I kind of meant just that we were buddies. Oh, okay, more of more of like a description of what we are in relation yeah. to one another rather than what we what we do together. Yeah, well, we we don't we don't do that together. We don't steal stuff. Just you know, speaking of disclaimers, we don't steal stuff. Fair enough. <laughs>